welcome to the Six Again podcast, your new destination for all things NRL. Here to bring you everything from team news to best bets are your hosts, Adam Hoy and Jared Mutton. Let's kick off. All right. This is a perfect time to start this episode. Welcome to the Six Again podcast. Uh, we do skill coaching on here as well as talking about rugby league and Nick Wallace, my host, co-host for the night in place of Jared is about to teach me about what's this contraption? Uh, Tinder. <laughs> there you, did, you did ask how it worked. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for a little game we've got later, which we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll get onto a bit later on, but um, so instead yeah. of wax on wax just, off, it's going to be swipe left, swipe right. Yep, just teaching Adam the uh, dating in the 2021. Oh, man, I I, I would be shocking, I think. If I had to (laughs) ever go back out into the real world, I'd be like, um, see, I like talking face-to-face and things and what do we, like, talk about and, hey, let's watch some sport and, oh, she's gone. All right, I'd have yeah, to hang soon, off well. As soon as I, as soon as I uh, mentioned the word cricket to them, they, uh, they didn't give <laughs> yeah. the one, the one that stays is the keeper. That's it. That's that's that, right. That's it. And um, <laughs> I think Maddie and I have had a running joke for a decade in that every time she uh, mentions a stat or a piece of information about sport that I didn't know or that I'm not surprised but proud that she knows. I'll add another year onto our marriage contract, basically. Yep. And um, the biggest thing she ever got me with that I had to go to full lengths to research because I couldn't believe it was um, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks NHL team was literally created based off the movies and how successful they were. And I went, there is no way You're a professional right. sporting team would make a team based on some kid movies. And they 100% did. And it's still, to this day, yeah. the most fun thing the NHL's ever done. And I was like, no yeah. way. And I fully looked it up and went, oh my God, that's a huge, that's like worth five years. Anyway, <laughs> here talking about my um, marriage life and inability to ever talk to anyone in the real world. Uh, my name's Adam. And uh, I'm Nick and I'm the uh, living the single life quite <laughs> poorly. <laughs> you say quite poorly or quite fully? Poorly. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, I said poorly. <laughs> oh, I feel so much better. Yeah, Jared, as he said last episode, um, he's going to be tied up with a whole bunch of things pretty much now till January. So um, I'll be here every week and Wall or my brother and I've got an idea actually to throw out um, for some guest hosts. So tune, stay tuned in for that towards the end. Uh, welcome in if it's your first time listening to 6 again. Welcome back if you are regular listener um check out a picture that'll be coming up with this episode we finally have our merch packs together and they're going to be sent out tomorrow morning so really excited about that finally um and we're going to be chatting all things rugby league specifically nrl we have new new expansion news is it time for an australian aboriginal dance pre-game for test matches should we start the nrl season in the u.s and um couple of dudes want to fight each other and then we're going to look at all the off contract news because it is the first of november and clubs can legally talk to players who are off contract next year in order for them to play for their club the following year and if that sounds ridiculous it is 
but that's the world that we live in with rugby league right now. So, it's, did someone say transfer window? Um, yeah, I don't think we've ever mentioned that on this podcast ever before. Because right now would be that time, transfer window. But anyway, so Dean Witters, name that um, should ring a bell for rugby league fans everywhere. Most uh, mostly known for his ball playing skills for a let's say not the fittest chap in the world. Always had a little bit of extra baggage around the waist area, but one of the most skillful player. I'm not going to say dynamic, but definitely one of the most skillful players of his era. Um, big fellow that could pass, kick both ways, just create something out of nothing. But he was, had speed though too. He for, did have for speed, a bigger fella. Yeah, yeah, it was sort of ex- explosive off the mark, not not over a long distance, but just definitely enough not. to beat. No, just defender. Like I enjoy. I, like obviously, my dad being a Parramatta fan, I enjoyed watching a lot of Dean Witters. Uh, he's got, to me, he's got like a skill set of a. Um, he's pretty much like a Wade Graham. That sort of all round mm. when Wade Graham was informed, that all round can create. You can put him at five eight. You can put him at center. Maybe not center. You can put him at second row. Um, mm. Yeah, awesome to watch. But he was also a very strong advocate of um, his Aboriginal culture, and he continued to do that after his retirement and there's been talk this week's with regards to he still hopes that the kangaroos in the near future will perform the unity dance uh, before their test matches so the unity dance those who are unsure was the dance that the indigenous all-stars created and it was the one that was performed um, in the pre-season all-stars match where greg english stood up in the middle of the group of original all-star players i got the picture on my backdrop at the moment and there was a big push around 2017 that the kangaroos were going to get behind this led by bob fulton and dean witters however greg inglis and thurston both got injured leading up um, to the test matches and they were big pushes of it and then sam thiday was also part of it but his form dropped off and wasn't selected so there wasn't really that driving push between the players so Witters has now put it out that he's pretty much leaving it to the NRL and the clubs and the existing players right now to pick up the idea and take it forward. But he's also said he's definitely here to support and help out where and when required. So why this has come up this week is the, they've made a film based on this dance and its creation and all the behind the scenes sort of stuff called Aratika rise up uh, which has been screened screened at sydney film festival uh this weekend november 6 and 7 so it's a huge deal and i i'd be really excited by this idea uh, indigenous players take up take up make up 11 percent of the nrl talent as it stands and is growing larger each year and some of our most iconic players of all time are from indigenous heritage so it would be, and how they've described it, would be an Australian version of the haka, how the haka brings New Zealand together, brings the Maori and the non-Maori players together. The unity dance would be something similar for Australia. What do you reckon, Well, I'm all for it. Um, like, obviously, the, the players get around it and they do it justice, I think. Like, that's the biggest thing that mm. you watch the, the Maoris and the, the Kiwis do it and and your Pacific Islands and the passion they have for it. Like um, that's the thing that makes you enjoy it. So I think 
if all the players got around it and and had that same passion. And I, I, it's probably one of those things that they might not have it initially, and it, it, it'll probably be something that grows as uh-huh. the more you do it, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think it's all for it. Like, um, it's a very diverse culture in Australia, so and it, it's only getting more and more diverse as, as we sort of uh, get go through the years. So why not bring everyone together and celebrate that or, you know, get get everyone together before the game and stand beside your brothers and, yeah, go to, go into battle. I, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I enjoy watching the um, the pre-match of the, the Indigenous All-Star, Mary All-Star game. Like, you just – I still remember – I think it was Addo Carr and like Latrell Mitchell leading. Mm. I don't know if it was this year or the year before. And like it's those things stick in your mind, and those are the things that you you look forward to and you remember from those games. So, yeah, I, I kind of see it being a positive. Hundred percent. Hey, what you um, hit the nail on the head for me was we're a multicultural society now, and Australia is so diverse, and that's a big. I think it's a big. Uh, point of differentiation between Australia and New Zealand, not that New Zealand isn't diverse, but due to it being such a small country geographically, um, there's only a certain number of different tribes that can exist in a certain area. You look at Australia, um, Aboriginals have been the oldest recorded um, people on earth, like thousands of years of culture and heritage and history in Australia alone, there's over 300 different tribes. So there's not going to be one dance that every single tribe does. So the importance of creating a unity dance is one that everyone um, can dance and everyone will recognise. And I think also what you said, if the players get behind it, they have like they have to get behind. If it's half done, half ass, if their hearts are not in, if they don't understand what it's standing for, it won't work. And, no, and the fans won't get behind that. And the fans won't get behind it. It'll be seen as a gimmick and that sort of thing. And it was interesting Dean Witters was talking about when he first pushed his idea, he said he had to push. He had to get the players excited about it. And he wasn't talking about the non-Indigenous players. He was talking about the Greg Inglis and the Thurston, um, Will Chambers, and talking about they were embarrassed, um, not in their heritage, but getting up and dancing in front of the rest of the players in the group because it's not that part of their culture that they've practiced over a long period of time, especially in front of others, let alone doing it in front of an entire stadium. And um, it really drives home that these guys are human and they do have fears as well um, as oh, we yeah. do. Yeah. Like public speaking, freaky for most people, let alone dancing in front of other people. Um, and just for those who are listening, never watch this on YouTube, um, walls as wide as they come, um, he gets sunburnt looking at the Watch weather up. report sometimes. And um, I've, <laughs> I have some Aboriginal heritage generations ago, but it's nothing. I've very limited knowledge of my, my family's background in that area. Um, and we're both really excited about this. And if people say, well, it's not me, it's not my history and all that sort of stuff. Aboriginal history is your history. It's the history of Australia. It's up to you whether you want to learn about it and research and educate yourself, but it is your history. There's no escaping that. Um, It's hand in hand with uh, white Australians or Caucasian Australians, European, Asian, um, American, how multicultural we are. Aboriginal history is your history once you're a citizen of this country. So 
that I can't see there being a downside. I would love, I would absolutely love that when my kids are, I was about to say six, bloody hell, Addy's six next year, um, six, seven, eight, nine, when Australia vs New Zealand comes on TV, they're running up to watch the Australian and New Zealand dances. Because I remember as a kid, the match would be on at seven o'clock. It's usually the Wallabies and All Blacks. But we'd be there at 6.30 because we wanted to watch the haka. We're like, is it going to be the throat one? Is it going to be the tongue one? What are the Australians going to do? And um, just sitting there in awe of these All Blacks. And that was before the match even started. It'd be awesome for the next generation of kids to grow up with that dance for Australia. And um, yeah, and I, it'd be I, so um, cool. I think I've, I think I've said this to you before, but like for me, I've never, we've never been a rugby union family, but it was always something we would watch would be mm. the, if it was a blood as we'd watch the haka before the match and even the, the national anthems, how they sing like a verse in Maori and, and then a verse in English, like just those little things. Oh, like that'd it be, just, that, I think that's, that would yeah, be that's, cool. yeah, exactly. And um, there was, what was it? Someone did sing yeah. our national anthem. Um, what was that, that before? Was, that was that, that, that rugby league match? Yeah, that was, was the yeah, game yeah. before this year, and it was amazing. Yeah, and, just, and just yeah, little things like that that should become the norm. I think like like we we get excited seeing those things now. Like it, I hope it gets to the point where it's just that's just part of it, and you know, oh, like it's be, just expected. So that'd be but, so good. Um, yeah, but it's going to have know, pushed back. Or, of course, everything always does yeah, oh, from course, some circles, but in this case. The positives hugely outweigh the negatives. And, and, and but the, the sad thing is with this day and age is the loudest voices are the negative ones. So yeah. um yeah, that's that's why you just you just want the game, the players, the fans all to get behind it and um yeah, and just, just make it happen. I think that's the best thing that can happen. Oh yeah, I it'd be so cool. I could see myself like learning it, looking it up on YouTube and learning it, and then I was just thinking <laughs> like school kids learning it. Um, yeah. As part of like league programs, rugby programs, whatever, if it's just a rugby league thing, whether it ends up spreading to other sports, it's sky's the limit. Um, talking about change, let's head back into expansion. Like every one of the last five or six episodes is done. And the awesome thing about an expansion team is there's continuing stories. And the Dolphins had a little one this week and we'll touch on them again when it comes to the 1st of November stuff, but it's also the Bears have come forward. So we'll start on the Dolphins. Um, they did release their Heritage jersey. Um, I think it was on the 5th. When was it? Five days ago. Yeah, I was saying, why would it be the 5th? It's like a month ago. Yeah, five days yeah, ago. I was going to say, I've done that Jesus. long ago. <laughs> I knew there was a five in there somewhere. So it's a Heritage jersey. So one that will be worn, obviously, for Heritage Round. And this talk said it'll be the first jersey they wear in week one as well. Their official home and away jerseys are still being designed and will be released before the 2023 season. So some people thought this jersey was their real jersey. Um, you'd hope not because it's not flash, got to be honest, um, just on first impressions. Um, it's a flashback to the 80s. Red I thought Cliff. you would have enjoyed it because it looks like an Arsenal jersey. It does. That was the first thing I actually thought. And that's obviously my, um, my soccer football team. Um, on second glimpse, it doesn't really, but it's the same colours anyway. It's 
representative of the 80s Red Cliff Dolphins era. And from the comments I saw on social media uh, when this came out, not a whole lot of people realise how historic the Red Cliff Dolphins club is because people are saying it's a rip-off of Illawarra's jerseys. Um, Dolphins were founded in, what, 47? Steelers were founded in 80? Um, they weren't, they haven't, yeah, they haven't been around very long, so I think it's the other way around there. But it's a pretty bland red jersey with white shoulders and sleeves with a red stripe uh, on the sleeves and then gold trim on the end of each sleeve and around the base of the jersey. Um, it's got the dolphin, it's got the NRL logo or QRL logo actually, I think. Yeah. And then Kings is the jersey uh, to represent Adventure Kings who they've locked in for four years. Another example of a logo wrecking a jersey. Have you seen the Newcastle Knights ones for next year if they go ahead? Oh, God. From such cool jerseys to that. No, Man. I haven't seen them. Don't. Um, think NIB, <laughs> but bright green on a blue and red jersey. It's not nice. So from what I've most seen, it's being called the soccer jersey because it really does. It looks like a – maybe because it's hanging on a it- coat hanger. I haven't seen it on a person <laughs> it, yet, so I don't know. It reminds it. It reminds me of either it's like a soccer jersey cross an IPL jersey, like a. Oh an IPL yeah, Delhi like Daredevils. It, I think are they the? They were right. No, nah, I think it's the, the Bang Royal 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 Challengers Bangalore or something like right, that. RCB, that. I think. Um, I I'm really trying to get excited and stay positive about. Oh the yeah, I can see that a little. Every decision they've made so far is just rubbed you the wrong way. Good. No, I'm like just, just little things. Like initially they they said, you know, we're dropping Redcliffe and we're going to leave it up to the fans to determine what location or what catchment that they're appealing to, mm-hmm. right? And then the next thing you read is, oh no, we're just sticking with the Dolphins. That's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then then they bring out this heritage jersey that just it's not a rugby league jersey. Like you, you like t- try and find an NRL jersey that looks like. Oh, I, I, I would have preferred the actual 1980s jersey um, of Redcliffe that was on the NRL story of it, which was hideous. But it was that hideous that it was. Is that on NRL.com? Yeah, the red one with the white sort of cross over the the middle of it. I'll try and find the. Uh, the link and shoot it through to you. Oh, here we go. Dolphins uh, to honor heritage. Yeah, that one. Oh, it doesn't, it's not the white cross, sorry. It's just the riding oh. in a circle. Like, that's what they're trying that to replicate. Like a basketball jersey. But yeah, I know. The, but the it's... good thing about that one is, though, the dolphin is recognizable on this other one. It looks like a You fish. think the, the, the Kings, you think the, the, the name of the franchise is the Kings. It's, yeah, true. Yeah, I, it's yeah. like, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying there too. I, 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 yeah, those 1980 ones are hideous, but <laughs> they're that ugly yeah. that they're awesome. If you wore them twice a year, 100% I would buy one if I was a Dolphins fan. <laughs> like the, oh, who else has had some just, when, when they do the retro jerseys and you're looking at them going, they wore them in the day. That's disgusting. Manly? I love it. Um, 
You know what? We haven't had the best. I, I do like their old wormhole I reckon and the Pepsi style if you t- ones, If but... you turn this, um, if you turn the red into maroon, some of your old school jerseys look very similar to this. Yeah, okay. But I, yeah, I... Uh, I'd I be know. excited about that because like Arsenal had the bruised banana jersey of the 90s, which was yellow and it looked like someone had run over a banana with a car because it just had tire marks all over it was disgusting and now it's an iconic jersey and yeah. originals of themselves are like thousands of dollars completely off topic but yeah 100 i've i've enjoyed what the dolphins have done so far how they've gone about it i don't agree with how they could they could have made the message clearer and just stuck by this is what we're doing this is what's got it and just stuck by it and just gone with it instead of this, oh, we're going to put it out here and we took this consideration. We don't need to hear that. You're do here you, now. Just no. Just make the decision, go do you with think it. They, do you think they will tie themselves to a location? They, they like, I'm not, it's rugby like league and it's where they're playing. Sport. Do you mean? Or? Yeah. So, like, you know, like Manly, Sea Eagles, like everyone's got their, I guess, nicknames, like St. George Illawarra Dragons. Like, yeah. Everyone has, a location to be tied to do you think they will nah, do that? no i don't do think, think so i think this is a dolphins? no i think it's a step forward so i think we talked about that last time when all the sydney teams came through those clubs are already um they're already part of like new south wales rugby league or they, they've already existed as a club and when they came in like manly and Parramatta in 1947 sydney wasn't as big as it is um obviously 947 and if you're the manly seagull that's a huge area and Parramatta was a huge area you didn't have Penrith you didn't have West Tigers um so they could literally just name it after their suburb but manly would have been like taken the entire um shire and not had to share it with anybody else I should just say actually North Sydney Bears because they were there in 1908 but it'd be like the Broncos being called Red Hill Broncos rather than Brisbane Broncos, if you name it after suburbs specifically. And Brisbane even isn't yeah. Brisbane what it was when the Broncos came in. It's way bigger. It doesn't It doesn't need to be Brisbane, though. Like, I, just, I just, I don't know, maybe it's just the traditionalist in me. Name, you cannot find a professional. New Zealand sport. Warriors are what they're called now. Well, they're the Vodafone Warriors. But yeah, like, Vodafone Warriors, they're, true. They're, they're always going to be New Zealand or Auckland, like, they were always tied to a location mm. in it, but just try and find a professional sport across Australia, England, US, mm. where they're not tied to a city or a, a region or something like that. It's yeah, just, true. I, don't, I don't know. I just what about I the don't bears, like which we're no, about to get I'm not to. Even, <laughs> but like, uh, it's for me personally, like mm-hmm. they should just call it North Coast Dolphins if they're if they're wanting to appeal to a if they're if they're biggest North Coast fit, well, they keep talking about you know the 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 region north of Brisbane, so from Morton up to Townsville, Central Queensland. Mm-hmm. It's all coast. I don't know. Like, if I, I think what I, they're doing is smart because you've got oh, the Broncos and you've got the Cowboys, and there's nothing in the middle. And a dolphin yeah. as an animal is recognisable from Townsville and to where, Brisbane. And where do they sit off the coast? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's a very. Long I don't know. I, I just think, I just think if you say North Coast, it just sort of it just sort of throws everyone into the same 
you know, okay, there's a region here. It reaches up to the Sunshine Coast. It reaches Moreton Bay. Oh, yeah, how about Moreton Bay, Sunshine Coast, North Coast Dolphins? Just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> no, now you just... Because my, my point of view, I put on social media and, and I got a reply back from a guy in Bundaberg. It was brilliant. I was so not expecting it. Um, he wasn't getting into me. I wasn't getting into him. We had a good couple of co- comments about it. But I said... They're coming in. If they name themselves Redcliffe Dolphins or Morton Bay Dolphins, if I'm a fan from Broncos between Brisbane and Townsville, and I've never had a tie to either team, they kind of annoy me because I'm on the media all the time, whatever. If it comes out, oh, Redcliffe Dolphins. Well, I'm not from Redcliffe. I'm, I've got no interest in that part. Like, what? why would I just start going for this team that's three, 400 kilometres away from me? That I've never been to, still don't even know where it is. I know it's north of Brisbane. It just That's to me, it just cuts it so what's, what's going to happen? What's going to happen all in that area time when they bring in a central Queensland team? Well, then they oh, might have, have to be the central I have Queensland t- Capras. I have a I have a team that's in my area now. Well, I've got no ties to the Dolphins because I don't even know where they are. I know they're out in the ocean hey, somewhere. But like, if they've got <laughs> if they've got five years of fandom out and a few jersey sales, they'll be happy. And um, so uh, I just used, I used look, Bundaberg like, as a random example. I just, I could have used yeah. any town. I said, why would a person in Bundaberg go for a team in Redcliffe? Whereas if they'd call it, like, if they stick with the Dolphins, um, to me, it opens up to more people. Because Redcliffe just by itself isn't big enough to support a team. And the NRL knows that. And a guy from Bundaberg <laughs> came to me and said, I've lived in Bundaberg for 25 years and I support the Roosters. I was like, oh. And so and he's been he said and he's been to Sydney once. I was yeah. like, oh, so that's interesting. What's the link to the Roosters? He's like, don't have one. That's just who I go for. And I went, because mm, they're successful. Oh. Well, was it twenty five years ago? I was saying, okay, yeah, man. Um, and I went back to him. I said, don't take any offense to this, but I think your situation would be in the minority of rugby league fans. But I may, I may be incorrect. So I'm like, I live in yeah. Queensland and go for Manly, but. I was born there and my family were there and we traveled there every year, once a year. And I felt like I was coming home and I said, Wally goes for St. George because his brother does. So, yeah. So my brother was a Dragons fan with me growing up. The first game I remember is the 99 grand final. Oh yeah. So the first first game you remember watching as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. See, and even though we got even though we got beaten in that final, but some I should have just known that was setting me up for failure in my life, life as a Dragons fan. But there's a link there, and <laughs> I went. He, he's, he's calling me out, saying like, "Hey, don't bring Bundaberg into this." <laughs> and I was like, hey, "Sorry, man." It's like literally the first town that came off the top of my head. Um, I don't know because it brings us into, and this kind of I don't know how many fans have actually picked up on this, but uh, North Sydney Bears, as they are called, New South Wales Cup. They're a foundation club in the ARL or New South Wales Rugby League. And they fell out uh, financially in the NRL uh, what, 22 years ago. Um, merger, yeah. Yeah, they merged with Manly, who were going through the same thing. They Northern, stuck Northern stayed here for two years. A, Northern Eagles. Oh, gosh. I still hate what that. A, because what it a stops. period of time. Oh, man. Was. It stopped Steve Menzies from having the club record games played because he played two years for the Northern Eagles. It doesn't count as Manly Sea Eagles. So 40-something game. Anyway, um, if losing a foundation club, one of the prettiest ovals in Australia, North Sydney Oval. 
supposedly five months ago, they contacted the NRL with their interest of being the 18th franchise. And the NRL has been very, very forward in saying, yeah, we've got a 17th one definitely in the works. And the 18th one isn't going to be long after that. I think not the years they've been thrown around. Like, yeah, any, five to seven, depending on um, how we can recoup finances. And they've already said and they've released their branding, which was one of the best logos in rugby league, North Sydney Bears. And they've just cut the North Sydney off it. So they're just the Bears. And as part of their, uh, I was supposed to say plot, geez, uh, part of their quest to get the 18th franchise is a promise to be taking games to Dubbo, Coffs, Wagga Wagga, Central Coast and Tamworth every year, not just part of the, all right, which teams are going to play out in the regional areas this year? That would be their gig. So say they have 12 home games, you'd assume six at North Sydney, six regional. Um, in that case... They can't just be called the North Sydney Bears if they're representative of Dubbo, Coffs, Wagga Wagga, Central Coast and Tamworth. They can't, you could be the Central Coast Bears, maybe, um, but in saying that Coffs Harbour is way further north of that anyway and doesn't really suit Dubbo. Um, so yeah, they're saying the Bears. Um, could be anything. And I said I said to Jared last week, no one threw up a stink when Ipswich Jets just dropped Ipswich to merge with another club just so they could try and get in the race. No one had any worries about but that. I think that's so. just purely because knew that everyone knew at that, that stage that it was going to be Brisbane. That was that was their thought process behind it. But they, the thing is, though, they were still going to be tied to a location. They weren't just going to be the Jets. <laughs> like, no, they were going to be Brisbane just, Jets. Got nothing to do with Ipswich anymore. Why shouldn't the Dolphins? Why shouldn't the Dolphins be Brisbane Dolphins? Though they are playing out of Brisbane for the first year. Like no matter. And then what are they going to play? Where are they going to play there? Out of Redcliffe. So they're going to be the Redcliffe Dolphins. So <laughs> this is just such a pointless exercise. Like, okay, I'm going to go back. You're to always going to be tied to where your home ground is. I'm going to bring you up to a point. I brought up with my U12 PE oh guys, God. and I mentioned this two weeks ago, I think. I can't remember. My The biggest league fan in my class is a girl called Trinity, and she plays um, in the level below QRLW. Um, she's pretty damn talented. She's a Canterbury Bulldog supporter. And we're talking about this Dolphins bid and the name change because it actually matched our curriculum. And I said, what's one of those storied franchises in rugby league? I said St. George Illawarra Dragons or St. George Dragons when they before they merged with Illawarra. St. George, yeah. yeah. I was like, we had the whole map of Australia there. I said, I'll give you a minute. Come up and point to where St. George is. Come and point to where Illawarra is because they're actually two different. <laughs> they didn't even know it was two different towns or two different suburbs. And um, hmm. I was like, cool, they're called the St. George Illawarra Dragons, but does that mean anything? If you're not from St. George, it means nothing. Because I'd say a large percent of Queensland, especially, wouldn't even know where St. George is. Um, so I was like, yeah, people will get over it. And then one of the most storied franchises, if not the, oh, I'm going to say if not the most, but one of the most storied franchises. But yeah, cool. New expansion news. The Bears. It's just, it's just Come a, on in. It's My big rival. Let's go. Pointless exercise. Love it. Talking about pointless, let's talk about USA. Um, so before COVID hit, I love all this before COVID hit stuff. 
There has been talks and plans to start the NRL season in the US. So two clubs, the, the round would be called round zero because that appeals to the US, I'd assume. Anyway, um, it'd be played a week before the kickoff, a week before the true season kicks off in Australia. The two teams that would go over there would count as their first round match. They would then get a week off to get over jet lag and then they'd play their round two match the same as everyone else. And the two teams that have been put forward uh, were the Rabbitohs and the Seagulls, literally based off the fact that Russell Crowe uh, is tied to the Rabbitohs and, well, obviously owning the Rabbitohs. And Hugh Jackman is a huge fan of the Seagulls, number one ticket holder outside of Tony Abbott's years when he had it. Um, so obviously two big names that Americans know and can relate to. And they'd be part of the marketing and all that sort of stuff. And they'd both be at the game, obviously, to support their teams. They're targeting a 2023 introduction of the concept. So if you're looking at 2023, expansion team arriving and then kicking the season off in the US, that could be one hell of a season. I can't see any reason why this couldn't go ahead if we get on top of the COVID situation by then. The NFL can work out to fly two, sometimes four teams to London and play a game. Oh, sorry, they play two games over two weeks, so four different teams in the middle of their season, let alone right at the start. Uh, Major League Baseball came to Australia a few years ago to play their first series over here, which is Arizona and Dodgers, I think. To be fair, when the NFL sent the teams to London, it was like Jacksonville who was shit and then some other shit team as well. Yeah. So they'll probably like, if they get stuck over there, who cares? The who cares? Go on. But what they did care about <laughs> is Wembley sold out 85,000 seats for it. And it was, they always put on a show and the All Blacks this week played uh, USA in rugby. If you saw the score, it was 104 to 10 mm. or something like that. Unfortunately, 100, yeah, 104. I think they only said it 20 times, but the top US players are all stuck overseas and couldn't get back in because of COVID. But anyway, um, might have been 80 to 14. Who knows? This would be awesome. As a Manly fan, I'd obviously get up to watch it, but I would, I'd trust in myself to get up to watch it regardless of what teams are over there to see what the coverage is going to be like. Will it be ESPN on board? Will you have some of the outlandish US commentators in the same box with some of the Australian commentators? Are you going to have the sideline reporting the same as a US style so they can understand our language? Like Nick Wallace has left the field with a lower body injury and is questionable to return. And we'd be like, what the fuck? Is he coming back? And what happened to him? Give me more it's information. It's okay? <laughs> you say that in American TV, they're like, he's contagious. Mask on everybody. They're so vague in their injury reports. Oh, eh? It's... Oh. When people are out this year in the hockey with COVID, it's literally firstly labelled as an upper body injury. <laughs> and one of our players last year went out and round, in, after the ninth game last year, went out with an upper body injury. Mm. We didn't hear anything till the last week of the season, something like four and a half months later, that he'd fractured vertebrae in his back and had complete back surgery and been in rehab. And the last we'd heard of it was, the Tuesday leaves game with an upper body injury. We didn't hear anything for four and a half months. And we're like, what the fuck? 
It was like I had no idea where our play went. He could have been a secret agent. So if you had that sort of reporting there and you would think be, that they'd send over sick. you think that they'd send over our comment. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent yeah. you would. But it'd be great to yeah. have like uh this is a it would have it would have been really example. good. It would have been really good to be able to do this off the back of the start of last season when oh yeah getting tell of obviously it's just wasn't possible but that's where i guess the interest was in it and yeah. um so yeah. the NR- NRL yeah, that, it would in be may there's no in march march so you've got well you got march madness which is a huge college basketball tournament but outside of that basketball season will still be going but just be regular season that'd be yeah and nfl's finished all-star break um, yeah, NFL be finished. Finish, finished because yeah, so it'd be a good time to be over there. And um, what was I just saying then? Yeah, like w- one thing they could do is get someone completely random has nothing to do with NRL, but a big name over there. So ice hockey's been yep. picked up by ESPN, and their first, the first night they were live on TV, they had the panel there talking about the game. They had Wayne Gretzky, the greatest hockey player of all time, pretty boring TV personality overall. But then they had Charles but Barkley. It's still a name that attracts people. Yeah. yeah. And they had Charles Barkley, who's an NBA legend. Nothing about hockey whatsoever. And at half, to, oh, yeah. at the intermission between two periods, they dressed up Charles Barkley in goalie gear, had him sent in front of a goal, and had Wayne Gretzky shooting at him off fake ice <laughs> in the studio. And like, just for pure entertainment, you had the greatest hockey player of all time against this huge. African-American legendary basketball player trying to stop pucks on live TV. It was hilarious. And having just someone like that come out and, I don't know, line up someone to take a hit in rugby league style on live TV, you could just, it'll be sick. You put, who's, who's like, send Sam Thiday over there and get him to run at, um, who's some of the Australian people are going to know? Um, all right. Say LeBron James ben is retired right by now. then. Oh, Ben Simmons, yes. <laughs> the American public would be wanting to see that. That'd be brilliant. You just have him lay him out on live TV. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Freaking hope it gets ahead. So it looks as though both the Rabbitoh CEO and um, Penn from Manly Chairman are really excited about it and really want to put it forward. Mm. Like, yeah. It would be, it'll be good, but I, I just don't know if I have the faith in the NRL to do it properly. Um, that's, that's the concern. Mm. But in um, saying that, round, advertising it as round zero, like what is that? That's not for us. It's sounds a, like, no, it's, of, it's it sounds like it sounds like ground zero. It yeah. sounds like a terrible. It sounds like a terrible thing. Ground hey, zero is not me. a good thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, in saying that, yeah, NRL I, have done I, a damn good job over the last two years of putting on good uh, facilities and shows, especially in the regional areas where much less resource than they usually have and but they are also nrl mad there and they know that that is true that is and true i understand you got to I understand you got to grow the game and I, I i think it's a great idea um but it's got to be done right otherwise it could just end up blowing up in your face really mm-hmm. like what how did the that that test they had a couple of years a few years ago new zealand test like when they played at denver i think well australia played over there and almost lost we had to bring all the good players on in the second half because America were actually sticking in America. To us. Yeah, but this was like Willie Mason was still playing. Oh right, Australia but played. I know um, it was. I think it was when James Graham and Gareth Widdop were still playing for the Dragons. 
because it was like mid-season and mm-hmm. they flew over to America to play. And um, I'm trying to think of like how, how many fans I had over there and how well it, how well it actually went. But um, yeah, oh, I'd be I'd be happy for it. Like it'd be good to be able to grow the game. Like it's a big market over there. But um, yeah, I know. I've been very negative tonight, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> on everyone's I've, I've replaced I've replaced Jared with the right person. Um, <laughs> let's look at let's look at a, a really serious story. Uh, Paul Gallen versus Oshe Ole, uh, December ten. <laughs> I don't have anything positive to say about this. So, as a boxing fan, a pure boxing fan, I hate people like Logan Paul, and I hope I said his name wrong. And people just making money out of the sport without actually doing anything good for it. Um, I, I am amused by this in the fact that someone would even want to get into a war of words with Paul Gallen because mm. he just runs his mouth. Unfortunately, he's been he's one been of the few players years. that can also back it up when he was on the mm. field most of the time. And he's actually shown that he can box uh, to a point. Well, he can take a lot of punches. He he's can like take a lot of punches. Very much. There we go. Now, George Rose, um, gorgeous George, Georgie baby. Uh, is now CEO of No Limits Boxing, Boxing Promotion. And he's pretty much brought these two together and they had a live Instagram video feed uh, with Matt Damon from Main Event, who if you've watched Fox Sports for a while, you know who Matt Damon is. And so it was like four squares, those two. Josh Alloway, sorry, is who we're talking about. Oshe Ole is how Peter Vlandy uh, refers to him. And Paul Gallen. And I was basically, yeah, I'll beat you up, but not for this much. I was like literally just little kid insults with swearing. They pretty much locked in December 10, eight two-minute rounds um, based on the fact that 16 minutes. And what did um, I thought it was six by three. No, that's what it was meant to be. It was six by three. And then something about Alloy said something about Gallen's meant to fight like Lure or some crap like that. And oh god, I, it was just like watching. There's like a, a fight you'd see at high school, like yes. So it's <laughs> just oh, it's just, and then oh, Gallon said something about, about thirty seconds of this. I think this actually came from Gallon ripping Aloy about him not rating him as a football player at all, and then he called Aloy a lazy sloth before accusing him of lasting ten to fifteen minutes into a football career, which is why he wanted two minute rounds. Either way, um, as a Manly fan, Alloy is one of my players, and obviously I don't want him to get injured during a season. Oh, sorry, December 10th. That should be fine. Yeah, obviously. Hopefully he recovers for the season. But the other side, I want him to get knocked the fuck out. So uh, am I going to pay money to watch it? Probably not. Either. Yeah, I haven't warmed him fully nah. yet, but he's actually gone worse since he's come to Manly than what he was at Tigers. So... The way he carried on with the Tigers thing, and then he spent half the year either suspended or injured. Yeah, did the suspensions didn't help. Yeah, his first season left a lot to be desired. He, but watching yeah, him this, live, this, like when we got to see him three times when he wasn't injured or suspended, watching him live, the effort he was putting into his hit ups, the sound of the tackles that when he was putting his shots on, not dirty shots, like solid shots in the tackle. Mm-hmm. There was a different sound when he hit people and you could, like, especially at Redcliffe when you're so close to the field, 
you could hear it in 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 the second half when Manly were running off the line, but uh, in front of us, he was mon- motoring into the opposition. I'm like, that's the drive forward that this team needed uh, with Paseca and the young guys watching. The other side of it, he was suspended and injured for the rest, and it kind of makes it null and void. So it's exciting. I, there's enough for me. To, I saw enough of it that I wanted to stick around. Oh, yeah. If, if, he, if he gets back to the if he gets back to the player he was at West, like yes, when he was leaving, I was hoping we'd sign him because he he was oh. aggressive. He he was good, but um, yeah, I honestly I just got no um excitement about this fight at all. I oh don't no, I didn't care so for. I, was, I just want to see Allen get knocked out. Is that exciting? Oh, I hope they knock each other out. To be honest, like oh, um, the money that the, change hands on that. Is that the end of the first Rocky or the second Rocky where they both knock each other down on the on the bell? Um, anyway, like just and just listening to the bickering of these two back and forth, like oh yeah, the bickering think, is just yeah. Um, they're going on about how many minute rounds they should have had, and um, then Paul Gallen's trying to is like Paul, uh, Josh. Aloye or Aloe or Osha Ole, however you pronounce your name, like it was just terrible. The highlight of the the entire bickering was Corey Thompson's comment in the in the live feed. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, you, you, you can bring that one up. Yeah. So let me just get the wording. So whilst the uh, Instagram live story was going on for the promoting the fight. Um, let me just find the wording. Um, so obviously when you got your Instagram live, you got people commenting as it goes on and um, courtesy of bloke in a bar who got the screenshot, Corey Thompson, the Gold Coast Titans winger uh, says, I'd rather be watching Pornhub. <laughs> so, um, and I agree. <laughs> Honestly. It just, probably costless uh, too. It's just sad that these guys are going to make so much money off all this yep. bullshit chat. And just, the bottom yeah, line anyway. here is NRL bring fighting back, and we won't have to deal with this shit. All right. <laughs> so while the draw hasn't been announced, one thing that has been announced is that Rabbitohs and Roosters will be opening the new and updated, basically completely rebuilt uh, Sydney Football Stadium in round 25 of the 2022 season. Lots of numbers in there. So, so the last round of the season. Yes. Yes. Oh. Right before finals. Actually, that's brilliant. Mm. That's really cool. Mm. Uh, 43,000 seat stadium, 800 million bucks it will come in at. And the conversation then will is going to be, is that going to be the home venue? It will be for the Roosters, you'd assume, moving forward from there. Will it be for South as well? That's yet to be decided because they're still in partnership with Stadium Australia. Now, that's awesome to see that they'll be the two teams unveiling and bringing this new stadium um, into our TV screens around the country, yada, yada, yada. The discussions at the moment are there's there's going to be grandstands there and there's placards on the grandstands named after famous players. So two of them have already been taken up by Sir Nicholas Shadhady and Johnny Warren. So Nicholas is rugby union. Johnny Warren is football or soccer. There's two other placards for the um, facade and they're working out who they're going to be. 
Now, while it's predominantly going to be roosters and South don't have an agreement there yet, it's hard to really see if there's going to be a South player's name up there at this stage. The likely one for the Roosters or the one that's been put forward so far has been Arthur Beetson. However, that was raised by Buzz Rothfield. So how much stock we put into that? Probably not much, honestly. Um, There's not many more famous Roosters players though than, than Beetson. Yeah. Doesn't take a lot of thought process to put that one in place. It's just more the fact I saw Rothfield saying, why does he get credit for it? But anyway, if it is a Rabbitohs player, who would go up there? I can just go the Russell Crowe. <laughs> the Crow's um, Nest. Oh. It's like yeah. a VIP area up top. Yeah, look, I don't know a lot about um, South history. Um who would you put for St. George? Norm Proven, probably. Yeah, right. So I'm going to say South will be Clive Churchill. I, I just... Yeah. And get the Brian yeah, Fletcher just... stand, mate. Oh, I could do. Mario Fennick. Uh, oh, what else could you do? I just reckon name every part of the stadium after different people based on their um, contribution to the Each club. Bay. Yeah. Well, Fletcher, Fletcher yeah. runs a portaloo business, didn't he? Or a toilet toy. business? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Um, yeah, no, Clive Churchill probably it. Um, Clive Churchill. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just don't know enough about That's this. pretty good. Yeah. I'm already excited to see what it's going to be because... 43,000, though, that's pretty much the exact same seating, wasn't it? Yeah, but modernised. And, and from the... Yeah. the it, that stadium was in big need of a. Oh, yes. uh, of a I, I never actually. I thought really. So I never went there. Um, I've never been there. I so. um, we went to a concert there once, and we were in the stands for it. And fuck me, you were so far away from the action. It was terrible. Like you couldn't hear anything. It was yeah, just Do a you shame. Think they would have thought so. about that in the planning the first time, eh? Anyway. I think so, but. All right. Pretty much the rest of the show is where we're going to be looking at the huge amount of signings and rumours and all that stuff that has no substance and then heaps of substance and all that sort of stuff to it. But the first thing is Greg Inglis has signed with the Seagulls, which I was extremely excited and that disappointed time and about. I know, right? And um, that's the Maxville Seagulls I learned after being the idiot who clicked on the clickbait. Um, so that's really cool. So he's, um, it's a group two competition, New South Wales Rugby League. Maxville is south of Coffs Harbour. Yeah, about an hour or so, a bit more than that. Um, yeah, hour. How cool and scary would that be if you were lining up on the other side? Well, you played a bit of centre in your career, mate. Imagine him oh, up playing against us in, in reserve oh. grade. Oh, I already know if this was in our region, I'd be signing up to play for that season just to say <laughs> I was on the field. Oh, um, you said you are going to sign up for that team. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I, like, obviously, that'd be brilliant. I'd never get the ball, though. Uh, they could literally play him anywhere they want. You could play him as prop. He would play a prop, I reckon. Like, you're just giving the ball as much as possible. I would honestly just chuck him in the middle. <laughs> Oh, just why not? He's got family connections there. Uh, Maxwell Club president, Dean Hillary, used to play with Inglis's father, Wade Blair. And 
that was a, a key reason in Inglis going back there. Um, obviously, he retired in 2019. His spell in the Super League didn't go very well over there after suffering quite a nasty hamstring injury. Um, he's returned back. This would be brilliant, man. Can you imagine what the the ground, the the clubhouse, all that's going to be beforehand, the travelling supporters? I don't think anyone's going to go away from there caring about the result whatsoever. It'll just be... Oh, God, no. Holy shit, Greg There'll be people queuing <laughs> up. Like... There'll be people queuing up for days trying to just get a glimpse or a oh. photo or a signature with him. No, that's... I'm so... I wish more of this was... Actually, I can People understand going why more the... of this isn't. But yeah, going back just to play a couple of seasons or whatever, and like you got to play, I'd retired by this stage, but Paul Gallen's brother played for Palmwoods for a couple of years. And mm. just even bringing rugby league knowledge and know-how and um, coaching and training. And from what I heard from Jared and um, Will, I think, was Will still there? No, no, he wasn't playing. Oh, Rob, Rob, Rob Knight talking about what it was like playing with him, which is a different way of looking at the game and talking about the game, that sort of stuff. Mm. Imagine what someone like this is going to bring back. It'd just be, um, yeah, no, Gal was an absolute freak of a footballer, (laughs) especially in C grade, like. Mm. Except Jordo kept Buddy stealing him on his side of the field, and I'd be (laughs) stuck with. I'm not going to bag anyone, but let's just say they went up to Gal's standard <laughs> on my side. I'd Billy Mutant on my side. Fuck's sake. Oh, well, there we go. Well, I've got a prac student <laughs> at the moment at work who played for the Andina Raiders last year. And um, I was talking, oh, yeah, I reckon in a couple of years when the kids get a little bit older, like probably in primary school, I might look at coming back and playing because they can kind of look after themselves a bit more. Then. He's like, got to come back to yeah. Raiders. I was like, no, nah, I'll go to Devils. <laughs> Don't do it. I played one season at Yandina and didn't win a game all years. Brilliant. So that's, that's my memories of what they were like. <laughs> all right. November 1. Teams can sign players and talk to players legally. And they'll all come out and say, we've been doing this all by the book, as the Dolphins have already come out and said, which literally means for months they've been talking to players behind the team's backs and all that sort of stuff. We all know that. So This, this part, just I just don't understand how that's even meant to happen. Like All these people that get signed while still under contract and then oh, yeah, so annoying. the biggest load of shit. Um, I don't even know why they even bother saying that's a thing anymore because it just doesn't happen. No. Oh, the, the, and there's no, there's no punishments for breaking contracts or whatever because of no, it's, it's not a, like it's the, um, well, I think um, I was reading something the other day, like I know we mentioned Ben Simmons before, but um, the Golden State Warriors coach, Oh, not coach GM came out and said that they weren't interested in him and likened him to one of their own players, and they got fined. Yeah, <laughs> they, they didn't even. They weren't even trying to sign him. No. Uh, the a team in the NHL at the moment is going through a sexual harassment claim from 15 years ago, and the team got fined two million dollars. Whereas another club that signed a contract outside of the time limit got fined more than that and cost them three draft picks. And you're like, no, oh, this doesn't make any sense. Um, in this one, yeah, 100% agree. The transfer window has to be that players have to be held to contracts. If the club wants to get rid of a player early, they need to buy him out and put it out over a number of seasons, whatever. But it has to reflect in the salary cap. There's just too much leeway at the moment of clubs 
been able to do this. And I think one easy way to do it is be transparent with your wages and know what every single player is on at the club, where they're at with the cap floor, where they're at the cap maximum, so everyone can see what's going on. Um, and then you can be like, oh, how are we going to get this player? We're going to have to get rid of this, this, and this guy to be able to open up enough room to be able to get this guy in if we're going to pay him this much. And it just makes it literally black and white numbers on the spreadsheet. Mm. Anyway, Cody Walker has re-signed or he signed an extension with South for the season. So he will be there till the end of 2023. I think it's a smart by the Rabbitohs getting $600,000 coming off his best season ever. That He's apparently been re-signed for 600K. That yeah, is it's a steal. Oh, I, yeah, I, Especially after losing Reynolds. It's crazy. Crazy lack of money, I think. I, I don't know what else South have promised, but to get him to sign only one year and only for 600K, that's huge win for the Rabbitohs. Mm. If, Dracon, what is he, 31 Dracon now? He's got some 33? third party. You're 31, I think he is. No, oh, he's 31 now. I mean, he'll be 33 when this finishes, 34, something like that. Oh, yeah. It's well, it's only so one smart. year. Well, oh, sorry, yeah, so he was contracted so still got next year. year. So yeah, 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 gotcha. So say he's 31 this year, 32 next year, 33. So then, yeah, if he was signed another contract, it'll be taking the age 34. So whether it's and just going to be Siasa one year this, from now on. Yeah, so he also got the unwritten rule that they only extend people in the 30s by one year at a time, which yep. is why they lost Reynolds. 100%. And if that's what they're going to do, they're stuck by it. Huge win Ooh. for the Rabbitohs, huge win. Uh, Greek international, love it how they put that there. In other words, um, Cronulla fringe player Billy Magoulis has signed uh, with Warrington in the Super League for next season with an option for a further 12 months. He'll be playing with Gareth Witter, Blake Grace Austin, had an international Williams, <laughs> Jason Clark and Daryl Clark at the Wolves. Uh, Broncos have signed, where's his name? Ezra Mam to a tier extension. He's a rising playmaker. He'll join the Broncos top 30 squad. To provide backup in the first choice in the halves. We talked about Jared Bowen, I think, last week. Unfortunately, announced his immediate retirement due to a knee injury. Um, a lingering knee injury. He's been trying to get over that for a few years. And Ron Roski, we mentioned, has gone to the Roosters officially. Uh, in the NRL. Good pickup, yeah. In the NRLW signings, Emma Tonegato. 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 Yes. So, background on this um, hugely talented lady. Won the World Cup with the Gillaroos in 2013. Scored a hat-trick of tries against France in the tournament. Uh, went off to Rugby Sevens, won a gold medal at Rio. With that team's been in there for eight years. Has now come back and signed with St. George to replace um, some pretty big oh, yeah. outs. Yeah, so Sammy Bremner is pregnant. Who are the other two that have left the Dragons? Uh, Jess Sergis and Isabel Kelly are both gone, I believe. So that's three outside backs gone. And I believe um, Tony Gardu can play fullback full and wing. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and I can't believe, like, how much she's achieved. She's only 26. Yeah, ridiculous. And so. from the, uh, the interview she gave... Super humble, super down to earth. Looks to be a really good signing for the Dragons. So that's a huge, mm. a huge one for and them. Did you see um, former guest of the show is now coaching the NRLW Dragons? Yes, Mr. Jared, uh, Jamie Soward. So <laughs> on. Well done, Soward. We'll have to get him on and 
try and ping him for some more information about the ins and outs of uh, what life's like at St George. Having a look at Emma Tonio, she is a tank. Like does like leg muscles for days, in in the best way. Um, Tyron Roberts and Nene McDonald have been offered train and trial contracts uh, with the Broncos. So Tyron oh, Roberts, Nene with okay, yeah. yeah, I'm happy. Like I, he's one player I was disappointed when we let him go. Nene McDonald, he um, he was in great best form. Like he was on the fringe of getting picked for Queensland that year, I believe. And um, he signed with the Cowboys and he had that horrific leg injury. Yeah. Uh, whereas need pretty much bent backwards. And um, yeah, he just, just really struggled to get a run. Titan Airways had a run. Cowboys had a run at the Titans, had a run at the Dragons. He's already Sharks. had a run. Sharks. Sharks, that's where he started. Sharks, like. No? Shuffle off. No, he's a Roosters junior. I think he's a Roosters junior. Oh, my he, God, um, really? He was at the Sharks. Last year or the year before, he might have been a mid-season signing the year before in the COVID year, ah. and he only got a game or two. And then I think he was in Queensland Cup last year. So, um, yeah, I, I hope he gets a crack. He's he in his prime. He well, I wasn't that in his prime. He's still only pretty young, but when he was in form, like he was a good finisher. Took the hard carries. Like, yeah. yeah, no, you were right. Sharks twenty twenty. See, my head had him starting there. Dragons, Cowboys, Sharks. Is he Roosters Jr.? Titans. Mm. Yeah. McDonald's also set to inject in it, having first made his NRL debut in 2014, multiple years on the Roosters list. There you go. Well done. Right. Bloody Boom. Old. On that. So, uh, most recently, both McDonald and Roberts won the Q Cup Premiership for North Devils, um, beating out a bunch of the Broncos linked players in the process. Um. Talk about the Cowboys emerges a shock landing place maybe for Viliami Kikau. So Kikau's partners from there, we know that he was in the 20s Cowboys. We've talked about our shock and disgust of them letting him go at the time considering how damaging he I'm was at sure. under 20 level. I remember him coming through under 20s and he was playing prop for them then pretty yeah. sure and he was the leading try scorer in, in Toyota Cup. It was crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was watching this guy and then he signed with Penrith. What? So we were were discussing, in hindsight, the Cowboys could have a team of Caelan Ponger, Brandon Smith, Billy Army Kickout and Jason Tamalolo all there together. If they'd held on to juniors that they had to let go because of senior players being there, like uh, Thurston with regards to Ponger and Lachlan Coote and... um, that score, that yeah, sort of stuff, um, that sort of, yeah, all that Cooper. sort of stuff. Yeah, mm. and that's the difference between starting to rebuild a year or two earlier that you're still having success, you can't make those decisions, yada, yada, yada. So getting kick out would be big for them with regards to having an attacking forward because they do have a lot of good, young, solid forwards. You've got Ben Condon, you've got Mitch Dunn, you've got Tom Gilbert. Um, who was the one this Shane year? Wright. Helium Lukey. He was Cowboys, yep. Shane Wright. So you got all these good youngsters and but none of them have the have the game breaking potential yet maybe um lukey does that kick out has we know kick out is not anything perfect there's areas of his game he really needs to work on but it is a style of play that the cowboys could use and definitely take some maybe uh focus in the red zone away from tamalolo away from drink water uh etc so 
interesting one to keep an eye on there. Kane Evans is gone. See you later. Um, Geez, that was a good signing for them. Oh, yeah. He's after the Super Jeez, League. That, that bloke is just like, he literally reinvigorated his career that season at Parramatta. Like, he played well, big impact, signed with the Warriors, and then just turned to absolute shit. Like, yep. You could kind of see it coming, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It does not Holy surprise crap. me in the slightest. Good riddance. When I saw that E sign, I'm like, please not Manly. Please not Manly. <laughs> just... <laughs> I don't want him anywhere near my club, man. He's as, literally as far away as possible. I'm happy about that. So, when Omich Pierce has asked for a release uh, from the final of his contract, now the clubs have been linked with two potential replacements, one being Corey Norman, which Jared's just going to love. The other, a bit of a shock oh. in Scott Drinkwater. Now, Re- reuniting Jake Clifford and Drinkwater. I would much prefer that if I was a Knights fan than Corey Norman. Um, I think they should. I honestly, I don't know why. I know Mitchell Pierce would be on a bit of money, but fuck, they're much better. He is their most important player. Like they, yeah. Oh, Caelan Pong is a very close second, but it, it, I feel like it's the Cherry Evans turbo dilemma. It, yeah, again, it. I Someone, um, oh. yeah. Someone I, I, was they trying just to should not let go of Pierce. No, they shouldn't. At least another season to let Clifford continue to show what he showed in the second half of last year once he became accustomed to that. But his best footy was when Pierce was there and it just allowed Clifford to run. And they should not sign another half just for the sake of it, though, because I, Corey Norman's a no from me. The development just stalls. Yeah. And I just drink water as a touch football player. He, has like he's exciting to watch. Don't get me wrong; he's got a lot of talent, but he doesn't want to do the hard stuff. He doesn't can't make oh, a tackle. No. He do- I, I think no. the, the desire is there to do the hard stuff. The ability is no. a different thing. I, I yeah. look. Maybe I'm being a bit too harsh, but um, he's no Mitch just Moses. Just from watching him, no, he's, he's definitely no Mitch Moses. Um, but I, he just seems to want to make the. And I know he's young still, but. He just wants to make the miracle play. He doesn't let the ball. He doesn't want to dive with the ball. He just seems to force things so, all the time, and his defense is is not first grade standard. I honestly would go Adam Clune. He, I had big raps on him at the Dragons, and I I understand why we've let him go. But he's already signed there. He, hasn't he? he's at the, yeah, he's already at the Knights. Oh, there, Adam Clune. He, he just does the little things like yeah, they've got enough there. Halves are the one position you can't have a glut of them because if you're going to sign a youngster, you're bringing them there going, you're not playing for our first grade team. You're going to be the leader of our New South Wales Cup team, our Q Cup team. You're going to play there for the whole season. You're going to get all these minutes under you. We need you to improve this, this, and this. We want this to stay where it is, and we want this to stay where it is. If you're bringing a young half to the your club, that's the instruction that has to be there unless there is a vacancy, a complete vacancy in that position. And you know, and you said, you're going to walk straight into this and we're going to support you in every way to make you successful. They're the only two options. It can't be, you're going to come to our club, you'll play in our thing, we might bring you up here and there, um, but you'll probably be mostly there. And how's a player meant to get any better, especially in a halves position where you need consistency? 
Like even four of them just, when he came to Manly, I was not a fan. And after four games, like this is why I wasn't a fan. After six games, eight games, ten games, once the systems came back and the balance that occurred between him and Jerry Evans and who was going to do what. And that's a seasoned professional who's won a competition with this halves partner but hadn't played with him for a decade. It still took yeah. them six weeks, eight weeks to get back together, let alone a rookie. And that's oh. that's why I just don't I don't see I can't if they if there was a good half on the market that would m- merge well with Clifford, yes. But don't try and like Corey Norman, I don't know how many times people need to see it, but he's just not, not. what a club needs. No, the, he's not. the success just has not followed him. And drink water, I would not be taking a punt on him at this stage. Um, I wouldn't Corey, go there if I was drink water myself. I think he's in a pretty good spot there. But he might not even get a run in first grade to start. Oh, he will. Like, honestly, the, Dearden was their best player ending last year. No. No. He scored a try seven games straight to finish. I know that's not everything, but I honestly, if I was them next year, I would go Townsend and Dearden in the halves. I'd probably put drink water at one just to fit him in and play Holmes on the wing, Tabby Wifito in the centres. Oh, who'd they... They signed Peter Hiku. Where's your centre? They've also got... Who'd they um, finish at fullback? Who was playing fullback to finish the year? They played pretty much everyone at fullback. Because Holmes Um, finished in the centres. Tabby Wifito finished at fullback, didn't he? I felt, oh, yeah, because you've got Murray, Tulagi, and Connolly, Lamello on one side. Lamello. And then yeah, you have Hiku. You've also got Kyle Felt. You have Hiku and Felt on the other side with Fed out fullback. Um, Holmes and Hiku. I, just, I, have, I reckon. What the Holmes got? Holmes will be on one wing. Yeah, so it'll be him and many. Felt on the wings. It'll be him and Felt on the wings, Hiku. And Lamello. I just, I cannot, I cannot see the. From what I get from Peyton, he wants to reward hardworking people, and I reckon Dearden will be someone that he would just love to pick. Every he's he's like a probably not a great comparison, but coming out of our preseason last year, everyone kept talking about how well Cody Ramsey trained. Oh, he's training the house down, training the house down. He's he's probably a player that a coach just loves and has to just wants to find a spot for. Might not be the best player in the world, but. They want to reward that kind of effort at training and to be that. <laughs> yes, let's let's go with that. But I, re- I reckon Dearden will start in the half with, oh, with God, Townsend and drink water will either be fullback or he won't be playing. Jesus. Um there's my bold prediction. Talking about that, one of the dudes the follow on Twitter, like I think last week put out the thing of um massive amount of talent very little recognition and I put a couple of players out there this week he did the opposite massive amount of recognition very little talent and um you're talking about this before someone put DC out and saying this guy's a I say something like a reserve grader at best a complete bus um Trebojevic is his everything and I was like no, what do you say? You could put any halfback in there and nearly make the finals. I was like, no. You could you could put one of the other elite halfbacks in there and they make the finals. Mm. But you put Luke Brooks in there, they're not making the finals. Um, yep. 
they're not making the finals because Trebovich had an amazing season. If you go back and actually watch the play before that, the plays two before he made a line break or something, the amount of space that wasn't there, that was then there because of how Foran or Cherry Evans created space out there based on the plays beforehand. It's the reason why Luke Brooks hasn't gone another step. It's the reason why Mitch Moses has never been consistent outside of like six weeks here, six weeks there with a six-week patch in the middle of nothing. Um, I, I just, you've got to look past the flashy plays and look for what's going on behind the scenes. Um, talking about Cherry Evans, he will most likely not be going to the Dolphins, even though his name had been floated around. Um, Manly's come out to say that once his contract finishes, they'll, he'll have the opportunity to sign a new deal. If he doesn't want to keep playing, he'll be going into a coaching role at Manly. Um, they've pretty much come out and made that public now to put to bed any rumours of him leaving or going somewhere for a year or two. I, I don't see it making any sense anyway for Redcliffe. Why sign a talented half? Um, which is why I still don't get why the Broncos signed Reynolds who's only got two years left in a career. If you're starting a new club, you probably want, especially your halves there for a period of time together. Um, look what happened to the Titans when they didn't shore up their halves and they're still recovering. It's been over 10 years. Oh, I, I can understand why Broncos signed Reynolds. Like They needed, they've got a great young pack. They got some good outside backs. They need they, they, I, I 100% agree with all that. Park. And he's it, signed for what three years? Uh, I still think he'll be Broncos there to the next windows outside three years. Yeah, if he's signed for yeah. that, but that's a shitload of money to be paying someone mm. to be guiding the next generation of halves. You're, they're paying premiership money. Mm. They're saying, "Get us a premiership." I'm like, dude, yeah, but what's, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? I, I would have just keep treading water, coming bottom eight every year. No, no, no. I if I was there, oh. I said this the other week. I would have them. Who's the other half that's just been signed for like? Oh, I would have been going up to Jamal Fogarty. If, no, if, no. if Titans were letting him go, plays the same style as Reynolds, not flashy. Obviously, the whole control of the game's not there, but his short kicking game's good. His long kicking game's good. He's a um, conversion kicker. He sets up, he leads, doesn't do all the flashy stuff like a Walker does for South, like Brimson does for the Titans or whoever's that playing outside him for a third the money. You got the same player except for that, um, the game control and I was about to say ability to continue to perform under pressure. That kind of went out the window every now and then in Reynolds' career as well. I don't see him win a premiership with Reynolds. I don't see him win a premiership with Fogarty. But for, if that's what they're signing him for, I would have rather saved money and purchased elsewhere. Anyway. Yeah, I, I think it was about as much as being successful as as much as just needing that signing to get the fans and fans back, maybe yeah, back on board and the club moving in the right direction again. Like, yeah, if you're doing it on that way again, hundred percent agree. It's a lot of money to be putting up for it because you're not recouping that money. No matter how many fans come through the doors to watch Reynolds play, that doesn't open up. You also don't know what, like at the moment, they don't have a premiership winning roster, but come next year, you never know who they might end up with. They, they're probably. Yeah, true. Their spine is what's letting them down. Like they've got Reynolds. Turpin's okay. They're full back. They haven't got a full back. That Cobo is probably their best option. 
Um, and they don't have a six. Like if Tyson so you've got a, Gamble you've got a half, is playing first, you've if got a half, Tyson Gamble is playing first grade next year, <laughs> they are making the wrong decision. <laughs> Oh, I like what he brings as a player. You can see the passion, the grind, oh, all that sort of stuff. But I can't stand the boy. It's, it's, it's just a is this a worse version of Josh Reynolds? Oh, I'm not so, see you're doing the Jared thing. It's like that. I usually go, that's on Jared. I'm not I'm not on this one. Benny Taylor, you can come at Wally. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> if if I'm league doesn't work this way. So it players like him, it's hard to find a spot for. In basketball, you'd say they're a rotation player. They're, they're the 11th on the bench. They might play five minutes a night for energy when the team needs it. You bring them on, you take them off. Um, like what Delavadova is now. Yeah, there you go. In ice hockey, you've got four lines of forwards. And by the time you get to the fourth line, they either go out there and bash the other team with hits or they're just a high energy line. Our job is to hold the puck as much as possible, make the other team skate, but we're probably not going to score because we don't have a lot of skill. That's where Tyson Gamble would be. You'd bring him on, run around there, put hits on, hold the puck, just piss off the other team with your energy mm. and whatever. But, yeah, I don't want you running my team. Yeah, anyway. So what we're going to finish with is because it's the 1st of November, every NRL player able to negotiate from 2023 from today. It's an article by Scott Pride on zerotackle.com. I'm going to give him credit for this one. It's the entire list of players that are able to negotiate contracts with new clubs as of today. Um, there's 150 players league-wide, so we're not going to do the list. Um, I gave props to Wally before we started recording because he did pick which team had the most players off contract, and it is leading you in there, buddy. Oh, sorry, Parramatta Reels. Parramatta. I, I didn't know if you were scrolling to try to remember. Uh, with 18 of their top 30 off contract at the end of 2023. Three of them, Sevo, Gillard and Brown, all have player options. But I don't know how you get to a point where you've got 18 players off contract at one point. The thing that was most surprising is Storm a second with 14. That's not usually a situation they find themselves in. Um, so what we're going to do, and this is the, the Tinder part of the show, we'll call it swipe left, swipe right. Um, a player from the list that the team has to keep and a player from the list that, I'm not going to say we're now in void, but will hurt them the least if you let them go. Can I put some fine print in it? So with the, one that, with the one that we have to get rid of, can we make it someone that is a, an actual first grade player, not just an easy option of someone that's just in the squad? So someone that's like, let's say, Maybe not first grade, but they like Jermaine Asago for the Broncos. Yeah, or Albert Kelly. Albert Kelly played what half a season for him last year. Like not just say Billy Walters who didn't play a game for him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Yep. All right. Do you want to go first or? No, you're the guest. All right. All right. So what do you want me swiping left? So who are we keeping? Yeah, yeah, so left is left is good, right is bad. Okay, let me just let down. me just refresh my memory. Left good, right. Oh no, so right, right is right is good. So right oh, is good, shit. left is bad. So you look at Inga on this. So I always pick Mate, right geez, anyway. It shows how how much I'm out of practice. Jesus Christ. Yep. Swipe right, that's good. Swipe Isn't left. this the one that like takes up the whole middle of your phone on the on the front home screen? Yeah. Yes. Do you want to see? Uh, 
Oh, jeez. That, that's just, <laughs> it's like just the, he's literally then, showing me his uh, Tinder profile and all it was was him baking. So all I could see was just white screen. <laughs> is um, that you or is that actually a chick? Because literally all I could see was no, Blair. It's so it's not just... me, mate. You, you should know me better. I'm not. No, no, I can't. I can't. That much... You put it up to the camera and all I could that much... see was the glare from the computer screen. <laughs> so it was just the whole screen was white. And I was like, what is he showing me? No, his... it... It wasn't. It wasn't my profile. No. Um, anyway, yes. Swipe right is good. Swipe left is bad. Oh, good. Swipe up is a super like. Oh, super yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, that's not, that's my, All right, back to football. Image. Oh, that's not working. I got my background. I, I can't see. I can't see. I've got you back. Oh yeah. Is that? I can see you with a backwards hat. Yeah, that's no? a. What was that at Nambour show with Addy freezing cold? He wanted to watch the monster truck. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. My laughter and not oh, Jesus. Oh, gross. Okay. Broncos. So, 11 players that are able to negotiate with clubs today. Um, do we, were we going to go through the ones or just, just go bang this? Oh, I'm just going to, what I'll do is I'll look at the list and just highlight a couple of the biggest names. So Patrick Carrigan, Herbie Farnworth uh, are the biggest names and then probably the most. Uh, talented youngster would be Keenan Palacia. Palacia. Yep. Um, so swipe right who I'm keeping. Um, it's, it's funny that someone fun. like Billy Walters is on the list and he hasn't even played for the Broncos yet because he signed a two-year deal. That's mm. just hilarious. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm keeping Herbie Farmworth. I think he's uh, the player with the most upside there. Um. This is going to be a bit of a controversial one and I'm probably not 100% sold on it, but there's been a bit of talk about this bloke potentially seeing what his market value was and seeing if the Dolphins were after him. And that's Patrick Carrigan. I would not be tempted to leave him. Why? I don't think he suits the style of game. He reminds me of another Paul Gallon. Um, Just takes hit-ups for the sake of it. Someone in no, That's but like he he, they get into the twenty meter line. Oh. They're attacking the line. He takes two hit ups in the set. Like, I yeah, I is that on him or is that on lack of direction from anyone else? Look, I could be wrong. It, it could be that. Um, but I just don't get the hype over Patrick Carrigan. Um, they they I mean, he might be he's probably a good club man and all that sort of stuff. Maybe I've gone off. I've probably gone off a little too hard here, but um, yeah, I, I just don't, I think that he's not the most mobile person in the world. Um, he gets through a lot of work. Yeah. But what's the, is he making any impact with that work? That's my question. So I, what would you go? So to me, to me, you just like described an Alan Tung sort of figure. Mm. Um, yeah. If the money's right, I'm definitely holding on to Carrigan. In that, I can see your uh, point of view with regards he doesn't suit the style of play the Broncos have shown that they're playing. We don't even know if that's going to be their style moving forward. But one thing, if it if they are going to play that upskill, up pace sort of game, you're always, regardless of who you are, you're going to be vulnerable to a counterattack, especially if you overcommit an attack. And you need someone who can shut down the middle and lock down the middle. And Storm have always had that with Adele Finucane. They had it with a Dallas Johnson. 
um, non-remarkable, boring, quote unquote, players in the middle to do that job to allow everyone else to do what they did. And I think Carrigan's as important to the Broncos as anyone else. And he will be the only other forward that can play the 80 minutes and take hit-ups outside of Haas. And yeah, I agree. They're not always going to be the best hit-ups. Um, Jai Arrow is even guilty of that sometimes when he plays lock. But he's learned that over time. I'm definitely... So Carrigan's my swipe right. I, right I feel like... Him. Yep, okay. I'll, I'll have the answer to that in a second. My swipe left is this guy's done. He's dusted. I would not be giving him another contract. He can go play wherever the hell he wants. Um, Corey Oates is done as a Bronco. Get rid of him. There's no... Nothing to hold on to there. I think, I think just for him, he needs to leave. Yes. Um, just on Carrigan, I feel like he's a um, he's a super coach. Like he's he's a son, he's the kind of guy you would look at and see his super coach stats. And be like, oh, this guy's a gun. Look how much work he gets yeah. through. But lock and leave. Yeah, I, you put him in your squad, you don't take him out for the whole year. Yeah. No, I think he's a um, a misrepresentation of where the game's going. Yeah. Anyway. All right, let's go. Uh, Camera Raiders only have eight players. Um, Jack Whiten would be the biggest name. He's got a player option. Um, and with regards to youngsters, you've got Tom Starling off contract. But this is a pretty stock list. Uh, I completely forgot Adam Elliott even signed with him. But outside of Adam Elliott, Matt Frawley, the other six are all starters. Howard and Ira, Hodgson, Horsburgh, Starling, Sutton, Whiten. Oof. So this is a an interesting list. Like, so these aren't contract. These aren't contracted for the twenty twenty three season. So their season, their yeah, contracts run out next. Are year. we are we including Whiten in that lot or not really? Because he's got a player yeah. option. Well, it, we, well he then, hasn't taken it up, so technically he's not signed. Yeah, the club can um, come in and extend him for another three years and put that player option at the end of that if they want to and if he'll agree to it. So. This is a really tough one to to pick because... Or a team like Adam the Broncos who need a 5-8 could come in and say, hey, we see you have a player option at Canberra for 2023. Sure, come play Adam Reynolds. There you go. Um, but you look at this, you got Adam Elliott, Harawir and Ira, Horsburgh, Tom Starling, all been in trouble off the field. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's I'm not saying... To, there's nothing else to do in Canberra. That's exactly right. So I'd be saying Whiten's your swipe right. That's who you're keeping. Um, swipe left. Judging purely based on last year, I'd almost say Horsebrough. And this is not an. This is not me having a go at him because I actually two years ago I was calling on him playing for Queensland, but last year he just looked like he needed to get away from Canberra. I think purely for for his sake and the club's sake. Because I think when he comes off contract, there'll probably be a few people throwing some dollars at him. Oh, yeah. Um, So I reckon he's probably my swipe left. He's the one I'd probably let walk. But in saying that, I could probably pick Adam Elliott and Harawir and Ira in that same batch, whether they're worth the the drama that comes with having them in the team. Mm -hmm. I could see Horsra as a player where Canberra's putting feeders out that they're going to re-sign him at this value and put it yep. probably hundred K higher than they would actually re-sign him to see if another club will come in and buy him. Hmm. Um, and I, honestly, I, I, would, 
I would love someone like him in our team with a fresh start. I think he'd, he'd be he'd be good. But um, yeah, last year I know he probably I think he had a few injuries and then he had the to Canterbury and we're getting yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Poor so boy. we can we're completely um, different again on this one. I'm swiping left on Josh Hodgson. Uh, I'm not re-signing Josh Hodgson if I'm Canberra after this season. Not that he's not still talented. It's just the yeah. age. And to me, yeah, Tom Starling point. needs... Tom Starling is Damien Cook 2.0 with more ball playing skill in that he has yep. the, all the speed in the world. He can get around and he can defend, but he can also play, make, kick, pass, um, everything else. So I'm swapping right on Starling. I know he's had an off-field incident. But the two, yeah, his sort of player. If you look at the Manly list, Manly's biggest player that people are highlighting hasn't played for almost two years, and that's Manes now. And he's going to go through another whole contract without him even playing for Manly. And he's going to be one of the high, he's supposedly the highest rated hooker that's going to be off contract. And that's over Reed Marnie from what clubs are wanting with regards to the talent he has. And he hasn't played for two years. And to me, Tom Starling's very similar to that. He's got such a all-round game that I'd want in such a key position. Um, I yeah. get the interest in Whiten. Starling, when he gets his chance to me, will be a bigger impact player. Yeah, I just find that Whiten just seems to be the focal point when he's on there. On Which is not a good thing. Which is, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, he's a good player, but he's not the, yeah. Yeah. He's not the focal point. To me, Bulldogs... It's, it's, it's hilarious to me, considering how many signings they've had. They've got 11 that'll be off contract. Um, and there's one, two, three, four, five who haven't even played for the club yet. So there you go. Um, swiping right is to keep. Do you want me to go first? Go for it. This is a tough one. It's like that, eh? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> um, swipe left, Jack Hetherington. Swipe. <laughs> oh, see, I actually think he actually played all right last year. He, he does. Just dumb. He's just dumb. Um, I'm swiping right on Fatala Mariner. Oh, and me too. We agreed on I, that. I rate him as a footballer, but he's just so injury prone. Um, swipe left. <sighs> On half that list. Um, if we're going with first grade quality players, I uh, know oh Jared's not going to be happy with this, but I'm going to say Joe Stimson. Um, I just I think for what the dogs have, I don't think they really require him. Like they've got Josh Jackson already that sort of plays a similar role. Um, and they I haven't given him the chance. It doesn't look like they will. He hasn't been getting the opportunity, no. And when he has, he hasn't really hit the ground running either. So that that would be my swipe left on that one. Yeah, and I, I would sense. assume they got him on decent coin. Not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, and they brought yeah. in. They've also brought in Asiata into the back row, most likely. You've got Max King coming in. You've got Vaughan coming in in the forwards as well. Fatal Mariner. There's. A lot Bango of players. Bango Jr. Um, and you've already mentioned Jackson. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it's hard because I, I could see them swiping. I could see myself swiping left on Paul Vaughan, but I haven't seen him play there yet. And what his attitude's going to be like, whether he gets back to the Paul Vaughan that we know he can be. Matt Dury will have another season, but he's still young, so I don't know if I want to. Oh, I'm going to go Jack Hetherington still. I, I see there's talent there, but to me, it's like Liam Knight. Um, he was like this at Manly, young and dumb. Then he went to the Roosters, young and dumb. He went to the Rabbitohs, still dumb. Um, yep. Less off the field, but he's just not. I see Jack Hetherington in him. So, yeah, now he's gone for me. Cronulla Sharks. I'll swipe left on this one's easy. Um, swipe right is well. Can you can you even pick him because he hasn't barely played first grade. I'm not talking about Fafita. Um, oh right. I'm okay. I'm assuming Fafita's just not going to be there anyway. Yeah. No, I'm swiping left on Wade Graham. Mm. I'm just I'm I, I think he was such a good footy player, but if I he's not like going to take I... the step away, then I'm going to do he's it. Gonna... I think he's going to do the um. He'll be Boyd Cordner this year. I think. Yeah. How about how about we actually how about we take those two out? I think they're too injury yep. prone. We won't even yep. use them, which makes it I'm really swiping, difficult. I'm swiping right on Britton Nakora. Yeah, bit of a show um, pony, but he's definitely talented. The only I like this combination with Sean Johnson, so that's my one concern though. Um, not having him there. So I think he's got enough talent to create stuff for himself, and we've seen that. He's just got to get all the yeah. the diving for penalties. He did. He, he probably and... suffered a bit from um, second year syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, was it second year or third year last year? Yeah. Um, Time's not relative. Oh. So I don't know enough about Franklin Pelly, so I'm going to sign left. I'm going to swipe left on Blake Braley. Ooh, not who I was going to pick, but go on. Um, they've just signed Cameron McInnes. Um, oh, yeah. Boom. They, oh, I don't think they can get away with a pack of Finucane and, and McInnes Finucan in the pack. Will, I don't think they're going to have to play prop if they're going to try and fit all three. This is, they're just too small. Like, um, Cameron, Mc, as much as Cameron McInnes can fill in at lock, I think he will struggle playing lock week to week over the course of a 25-round season. If he's going to do anything more than just tackle. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, and I, I, I don't think Blake Braley's a bad player or anything like that, but he probably hasn't... He had the, he was the one with the big wraps on him when he came through, but I, I think um, Jaden Braley's leaps and bounds ahead of him at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably a bit harsh on him, but if, if you're culling anyone from that list, I'd, I think that's probably where you're leading. I don't know enough about the, like Hamlin Ueli, obviously he's good off the bench. Royce Hunt, when he was fit, he was massive for them off the bench the year before last. So I'm um, probably going left they, on Jack Williams on that. Yeah, um, yep. I, I, I know got, no, again, yeah, and it's not because yeah. he's a bad player. He's just... He's never going to be, well, to me, he's not going to be an elite player. He's a replaceable player. Mm. Um, if you're a replaceable first grader, you're still a first grader. You're a damn good player. But, I mean, you can find his style of player elsewhere. Whereas I think someone like um, Royce Hunt is massive. 
Like he's such a big dude. If he gets a consistent run, and I reckon there's a lot of talent there to unleash. You see what happened with Toby, Toby Rudolph when he got a, a chance. I could see something similar happening with Royce Hunt with more opportunity. Yeah, so I'd go Jackie Williams on that one. Uh, we go to Titans. Uh, oh, this one's quite simple for me. Left on three. One, two, three. Proctor. Oh. Kevin Proctor. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Enough said. Good player. Time's done. Uh, you just signed an uh, extension for to take him through to this, so that'll be it. Um, right? T- Tino. Tino. I could have could have easily swiped left on Herman SASA because he's been a very big disappointment. Well, I can't say he's been a disappointment. They haven't given him a chance to play. He's well, the one game games. he played, he got sent off, didn't he? Yeah, well, that's a lot of pent-up frustration. Like, come on, you've left the Knights because you didn't get to run. You got the time. You expect <laughs> to be getting a run. Um, yeah, that's true. You could say the same with SN Masters and swiping left as well, I think. He just – what a drop-off he was from Tigers to – yeah, yeah anyway. like I remember when he signed with the Cowboys. I'm like, this guy is going to be He's probably the center. Kill it up there, and then... him and Kyle felt on one side. What a disaster that was! <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. All right, oh, seagulls. Uh, holy crap! This is hard for me for swapping right. It's pretty easy swapping left. I reckon there's like three that I could swipe left and three that I could swipe right. See, it all depends. Like, is Men is Fainu actually going to get cleared? Mm. If he is, he's he's. I'm obviously it's going to take a while for him to. I reckon a one-two punch of him and Lawton off the bench. If he if he is cleared, he'll be the starter. Yeah, and then. I don't yeah. think it'd take a while, obviously, to come back to eighty yeah. minutes. But yeah. yeah, do we do we class George Tafura as a first grader? Well, he's just resigned he for a year. year. They didn't play a game. He's just resigned for a year. Um, um I swapping left. Koala hasn't on... played in the NRL, so I'm going to get away with that. If he'd played a game, it would be very hard to pass on him. He is going to be a star. I'm so What's excited. What's an outside back? Center, yeah. I'm. Yep. I would have rather seen him get chances in the second half um, of the season. Oh, I, I, again, I, I still don't know where I let Suli go. We could have had Suli and Koala as the two centers next year, and holy mother, fucking, that would have been sick. Um, anyway, yeah. if we want to be boring out there, that's fine. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm going right I'm on see now, definitely. And then yeah, and that's funny. I'm not even left. doing that for Trebojevic, who's going to be a gun as well. But left and I'm left on Tapao. Morgan Boyle. Oh, okay. Is is Morgan Boyle even class as a first grader? Um, yeah. The only reason I'm swiping left on Tapao is the dollars he's on. Like yeah, I know. And what he was shopping himself to Canberra for 800k. Like he can't be serious. Was it really? Like he, yeah, that was the rumor this season just gone. Um, I, I don't I mind just love him us to re-sign I, him on a yearly, yeah, one yeah. year, one year, one year. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think he's um he's probably getting towards the end, and I don't think he's worth the money that he he'd be wanting. Yeah, so I can see it from that point of view. 
it stayed busy for us this year. He played quite well through the year, but for the dollar, he can't demand the same dollars he's on now. Definitely not. No. But yeah, Faino, if available, he's the key there. He's all right. right. Bloody storms list. Holy shit. Uh, who do you keep? Holy shit. It to me comes down to Brandon Smith or Christian Welch. Yep. Um, see, I think I'm swapping. You look at right. that list, there's some big there's some big names on that list, but even like Felice Cafusi, for example, I reckon he's replaceable. His he's last few years stage. haven't been great. Yeah. I'm swapping right on Welch. Yep. I think um I love the cheese. I love me some cheese. Mm. He's not as good a dummy half as Harry Grant. Oh, in saying that though, like I guarantee you, Brandon Smith plays that prelim final and doesn't get knocked out early on. They win that game. Like I know. He oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Today, but definitely. Harry Grant came on and was lost. He had no idea what he was doing. Yeah, well, he, he was used um, to playing behind a forward pack that did stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So swipe right. Yeah, I'm going to go Christian Welch purely dollar value for what they're throwing around for Brandon Smith. I, don't, I, can, I can see the Storm spending that wiser. Um, swipe left. I'll Just probably get someone this, like... This guy's... Oh, no. I was going to go Jesse Bromwich, but he's only 32. And for yeah. the style that he plays, I reckon he's still got maybe two more years, but he's not that impactful anymore. I reckon I go Chris Lewis. Um, yeah, actually, no. no, sorry. I, actually, I'm going to change that, and I feel bad because I saw this guy on a night out, and he's the nicest guy in the world. But George Jennings, um, and I feel sorry for him because every time he gets a, a crack starting somewhere, he gets injured, and then like you got a Remy or Lumi Lumi or all these guys come in, and then they yeah, play exactly. out. Yeah, it's coming now as well. Yeah, so I, I'd probably be swiping left on odd. Next, it's going to be Jennings versus Irema versus Lumi Lumi versus um, Remia Smith um, yeah. for that centre wing position because Xavier Coates is going to get the other one, you'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that. Left on Jennings, um, Jack Hayward, Tom Eisenhuth. Um, yeah, any of those. Newcastle Knights. Swipe right. Ponga. Kalen Ponga. Yeah. Swipe left. Swipe left. Swipe Sue. Yeah. He did a reasonable job this year, but he's another one that's... He's a guy. Loves giving away a penalty and loves getting suspended. That was easy. Sorry, Tyson Frizzell. Um, You're a damn good player. Frizz is replaceable. I, he does. He, so much this less is the thing. But so, Frizz is someone that mystified me when he was a Dragons player. Like, I loved him. He has some great runs off, like where he comes off the back fence and mm. he gets through a lot of work. But I don't think he's a back. I don't think he's an edge forward. He does not know how to run a hole. The amount of times I watched him running outside Ben Hunt, Ben Hunt would take the ball to the line, get that defender drawn in. He'd pass it to Frizz. Frizz would just be standing there flat-footed and <laughs> wouldn't know what to do with it. Like, 
he reminds me a bit of a, a Dane Gag guy. Like you put a rep jersey on him, he plays out of his skin, but is a solid club footballer. All right. That's why we kept Don't get me wrong. A good, a good footballer, but yeah, I just don't. I think point, he'd be better in the middle, to be honest. 1.4 mil a year, if Rickliffe. See, I said oh. it. I said it. The Dolphins are looking at throwing him. I'm, I'm all for NRL players not getting paid enough, so 100% go for it. Oh, yeah, uh, but in the scheme of the salary cap, it's a no love for it. me. Um, what is left on Lodge? Ooh. That was easy. Uh, right on Murchie. I really like Murchie. Yeah. Wade Egan's just too injury prone. Um, Harris Savita's, he's also injury prone. Um, Marcelo Montoya's yeah, replies on Cody Nicarima. That's your whole list. It's only six. <laughs> I don't think I'm swapping right on any of them. Matt Lodge, yeah. Like, I thought he'd be a good signing for them last year. but I just don't want him around my club. And his yeah, talent doesn't. Sorry. He hasn't had success following him. Yeah, I'd probably go swipe left on Lodge. And I'm probably swiping right on oh, Harris Savita. He's got the most upside out of that group. True. Bet on upside. If you ever run to a bet on upside. Cowboys. <laughs> I'm swiping right. On Connolly Lamelu, for the same reason. Um, uh, bit of a bit mistake prone last year, but big body is getting better through experience. Um, big outside back, and his partnership with Murray Tulagi, if they hold on to that and earn their spots out of preseason, damn good. Uh, swiping left, they only just brought in Kane Bradley. It's tough. Like, I love him as a yeah, player, but I'm just, there's no room left for him in Ben Hampton. I love watching him play. I love the versatility yeah, he has, but they've got so I many see, players like that now. Yeah. I see him as the easy option. I'm probably swiping lo- left on a Lachlan Burr. Um, yeah, I could see that too. I, don't, I think the game's moved past him. Yeah. It was good for the Warriors a couple of years back, but judging off last year, I'd. The fact that. I'd, Peyton brought him up and then he didn't get a play. Yeah. And then probably two players I'm tossing up, swiping right on, which should be Ruben Cotter. I like Mm -hmm. how he goes about his business. Yeah. Um, But he's a very undersized forward. He he has a – I reckon Mitch Dunn's probably got the most upside of that group. I'm swiping right on him. Yeah, Yeah, it could be him. At the end of last year, he was coming off the bench and then – coming on as a middle forward and yeah. ball playing. His ball playing was really good. I hope they uh, persist with that. Yeah, I can say, I, the only reason I went Lamella is they've got such a stockpile of young forwards. Uh, they'll they'll work themselves out. I am taking the easy option there. Parramatta, holy balls. balls. a tough one. Mm. My swipe left is easy. My swipe right. Actually, can I choose two for swipe left? Because there are two people I think they can easily live without. Yeah. Swipe right. Okay, I think I've got it. Swipe right. I'm saying Reed Marnie. Wow. I think, I think last year proved how important he was 
to that team. Um, I guess you take into account, which you probably shouldn't, but their lack of hooking depth. But um, he is just, he tightens that middle up. He gives him another kicking option, which just releases everything off Moses. Um, and he's just threatening close to the line and around the ruck. I, I think he's close to, if not their most important. important See, I player. agree with all that. But what makes it hard with Parramatta's list is their fullback, their 5'8", and their hooker all are all off contract. Three, mm. three quarters of your spine. So which position slash player do you put most stock in and which of them would I, be most, would be hardest to replace? See, if I'm letting any of those three go, I'm letting Dylan Brown go. But I'm not saying they should, but if <laughs> no. I'm, out of those three, if you're tossing it up, that's who I'd probably let him go. Anyway, See, my swipe... My, my, my swipe money left. thing just keeps going asterisk, concussion, asterisk, shoulder, asterisk, concussion, asterisk, shoulder. You only had one concussion last year. Um, swipe left. I've got two, and I won't bat an eyelid at either of them. Um, Ryan Madison and Mike Acevo. See you later. Yeah. Uh, I hate myself for saying this because I can't stand him um, in Clint Gutherson, but I'm holding on to him. Top right. Yeah. Oh, shut up. Uh, very closely followed by Nia Kore, actually, outside of those three. But then you've got Papalihi as well. Like, bloody hell, how do you run yourself There's into this? Junior Paulo, Campbell Gillard, that Will oh, Penasini. That's pretty much your entire forward pack. Oh, yeah, Penasini. I didn't that Will Penasini is going to be good. Wow. They're screwed. I even like Ray Stone. Um, yeah, swiping left. I think I agree with you. Uh, what, the money that Madison like, is demanding. Yeah, the money. That's the difference. Because I could say, same for Hayes Perham or Jacob Arthur. I don't see a hell of a lot in them. Wherimu Greg. But you can keep all of them for the same price as Madison. Hmm. So, yeah, I'd go Madison as well. Yep. Jesus. Very good. Ooh, this right, we'll try good and wrap one. this up. Holy crap, we've been going for that long. All right. We'll get through this one. We've right. got like five more teams, I think. Penrith, South, oh. St. George, Sydney, Tigers. Oh, yeah, sweet. Penrith, quick fire. Right, keeping. Okay, right, Coruscant. I don't even know that kick many. Out. So I, I'm letting go of kick out for right. the dollars that they're talking about. Nah, sorry, mate. Replaceable. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, I'm, whole, I'm keeping... Um... Oh. Mitch Kenny? Really? How old is Korosher? Honestly, he's how old is he? Oh, is he? Okay, he's no, the oldest right, person in their team. Then. All right, I'm keeping Korosher. Yeah. I was seeing in my head he was like early 30s. I'll keep Korosher. And yeah, for dollars, kick out, same as Madison. It's not worth it. Um, you can find the same impact yep, with $28,000 players. All right, cool. I'm fine. Same with that. South Sydney. I am keeping Jackson Paulo. Yeah, I'll keep Jackson uh, Paulo out of that list and I'll say goodbye to. Oh, 
It's hard. There's only three players on this list that we've seen play for him. It's Mansour, Milne, and Paulo. The other three haven't played for him mm. yet. So I'm swiping left on Mansour and right on Paulo. Yep, I'll back that up. No, it's the other three are Milford, Cheekham, and Bidjorak. Oh, jeez. This is going to be an interesting one. St. George has a lot. 14. He hasn't even played for him yet, but I'm swapping left on Woods. Um, <laughs> Jesus. All right. This is pretty easy for oh, me. I'll see, see if we've got your mate now. Yeah. I'm swapping right on Jaden Sullivan. Um, I'm swapping... And I'm, I'm swapping left on Josh McGuire. Yep, done. Me too. I'm finished. Um, swapping right. <laughs> I haven't picked my swapping right yet. Oh, I probably got the Jaden Sullivan. Now you got the Fengai um, twins. I see Matt. I rate Matt more than Max. I also don't want to lose Jack Bird. I think he was pretty good last year and he'll get better with more. I think he'll end up being a good back rower. Um, yeah. yeah I'm, I've got him in the back row. Jaden Sullivan's our, um, he's our future. So, yeah, yeah. Swapping right on him, swapping left. Hundred percent, Josh. Uh, Roosters. This is charging. You got Crichton. You've got Manu. Mm. You've got Sawali. You've got. They're they're the three biggest. Now this is tough because you got Manu has established. Sawali is the future. But they're both also going to be playing five to six years together if all works out. Mm. I'm going left on Tanguyaho. How Tanguyaho. Joe Manu these days? 26, I'm going to go. Or less. 25. So he's still got six years minimum, you'd say. Five years minimum, sorry. I'm going left on Takiaho. I think there's enough youngsters there to now take his role. you got your butchered brothers. Especially um, Baker. With, um, Lindsay Collins coming back. Oh, too. Lindsay Collins, yeah. So, and that's going to free up some cash. I think he's on about 650, wasn't he? Take it out, something like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think um, Takiyaho is the easy option. Um, and I probably will stick with him swiping left. Um, I'll be swiping right on Crichton. He is the best back row in the game. He does the work. He's a hard running, whole running back row. I think he's exactly what a modern back rower is. Can't defend. Um, he can defend. Um, if you run straight have, at him. Oh, please. Um, I would have taken him, if he came off contract, I would have wanted us to throw whatever we could to sign him. See, the, the one, per- see, one person I'm tempted to say swipe left on, and this is going to be very controversial because I do rate him but I don't think he's playing in his best position. And that's Joey Manu. They're talking about paying him 800 grand to play center. That's a lot of money. Um, when I think his best position is probably fullback. And like, don't get me wrong, good center. Um, and Trent Robinson is probably the kind of coach that can find a way to get him to still have an impact. But I think it was the year before last, he was actually very quiet. Oh yeah, I, I, I know. Standards. I think he's a, a solid. He, he's that all-round center without being. He's a Morris center, in that mm. it's hard to score against him, 
He's not ever going to win the try scoring. He's a Josh Morris center. I mean, not, not Brett, but he's um he's never going to win the try scoring title. It's it's hard to score against him. He can set up a try. He's not in there to create tries, but he can if required. It's it's such a hard thing. I still don't get why Suwali went to the Roosters because he's a fullback and you've got Tedesco there. He's who better to learn off? Yeah, he better learn off. But it's hard to learn off him. If he was at South, so you had you had Latrell there. Be in, it'd be interesting to see what they do as well as year, especially signing Momorowski. And then there's talk that they're um, potentially throwing a contract at um, Kevin Nagama. And Amu Brown, who's back after injuries. I F um, yep. Um, yeah. So Joseph Swally's player options two years as well, not a one year. So I might push this a year down the track and swipe right <laughs> on Manu. Um, yep. It is versatility as well. And the last one, uh, Tigers. I think... Swipe left, James Tamir. That's the easy one. Swipe right, Alex. I, I'm going to go Leilua. Mm, I see. think he, he exceeded expectations for me and he the two seasons ago and he backed that up again last year in a team that was worse. And... I think he's that that rare combination of that hard running back row is already fine in the ball playing. ball play. And he's yeah. getting better in defense. It's not his strength, but he is getting better at it. He's just he's got that late lure. See, I don't think he does. I, I really uh, uh, he, his decision too. No, no, but he's been very steadfast. He's been supportive in what he said of of um Maguire and Wanting to stay through that, from what I've seen, I, I don't think he's like his brother with regards to his head snaps of penalties and all that sort of stuff. His mistakes are literally when and when not to throw the pass, when and when not to offload, and that sort of stuff can be coached in. Whereas the flipping off the radar, throwing balls at people, the stuff that his brother used to do, I don't see that in him. Um, mm. And they've got so many young forwards. He's the only one with that pure strike consistently. That I've seen. Yeah. Left, yeah. I'm going. I'm figuring Tommy is going to retire after this year anyway, so I'm just going to let that run. Off, off and uh, but I'm going off and Gowie. I just don't think the fit has worked for him. I think it's worked for the club. Um, I'm cutting my losses there while I can. Thomas McCallie, I'd want to lock up as well, but mm. Leila was my one for me. But like I said, yeah. There's a. Yeah, let's go. Let's go left on Tarmow and off in Gowie and yeah, right on Leilua. Yep. All right, I'll back that right. up. There we go. There's 150 players, and we didn't mention all of them, obviously. So if you want to check out who from your club's off contract and who you should be worried and excited about, um, Zero Tackle is the best place to go to. That we found.com. And before we go, well, because my timer says two hours and 20 minutes, it can't be that long. Yes, it's 10:30. Oh, shoot. Um. Who's your tip for tomorrow's race or today's race if you listen to this on Tuesday? Oh, look, I don't want to be boring, but um, incentivized was my tip. Yeah. So yeah. I've actually. They're already paying out to people I was on who the, bet on him a few I was on the ago. early payout of that. I, back, I, back, I got on it after the um, Caulfield Cup and then they paid it out a couple of days later. So um, look, if I'm. 
going to go something that's not incentivized. I'm just going through all my bets because I bet, bet on half a field. <laughs> um, I think mean, it's the shortest price favourite since Barlap, and it's as much to do with how bad the rest of the field is to how good a form he's in. So it was, what, seven horses yes. over $100, which I've never seen oh, Yeah, no, it, it's a bad field. Let's go, yeah, incentivized favourite, Ruffy, let's go Traley Rose. Oh, I like Traley Rose. So I don't even see her as a roughie. I've I think she's a, a very sixteen dollars. Yeah, well, it's probably not really a roughie in this in this no. field. But the the Melbourne uh, Cups um, that I've yeah. tipped to win that I've won have been thirty and twenty six dollars. And that people are saying yep. the roughies. I was like, no, these are Lloyd Williams horses. That means they're never a roughie. Um, no, my. So what are you thinking this year? See, it's all over the shop, and I can't even remember what they're all called. So I've got to bring mine up again. Um. <laughs> I've got a I've got a, a good feeling about Twilight Payment backing up. She's lugging two and a half more kilos, but she's in better form mm. this year with a worse field, and she's out to fourteen dollars. Uh, but if I'm going to go something way out there, um, way out there for me, where is she? I'm liking. Uh, she's ideal. Yeah, I've got a dollar each way on that one, I think. I just yeah. She's out to 101. Yeah. She's actually come in $20. And there's always a horse that comes out of nowhere that no one's talking about. And for me, that year, but I'm definitely going to be looking at Pondus because he's owned by Lloyd Williams. And yep. I've won all my ones on him. And <clears throat> but yeah, for like the gun, the gun horses uh, really like Spanish Mission. That's the other one I'm... Um... Yeah, there's big wraps on that one. Um, it's going to be interesting because there, there should be a fair bit of pace in the race. So there could be a chance of something flying home from the back, I reckon, um, which She's Ideal does sit at the back. Um, yep. And then I'm yeah. looking for anyone who's in barriers one to six because they're just going to sit there and get carried along <sighs> by everybody. Depends, though. Depends where you're sitting because... If you sort of sit in midfield, you get boxed in, and then you how That's many times I mean. you see barriers one to six. Coming. I'll just let everyone come across. I'll sit back and then just slowly work their way around the field. That's what I'm the, like. It's there's so much that goes into a day like the Twilight you just need barrier the too. The, yeah, and that'll that. go straight to the front. Um, no, but yeah, like no, let all what let all the way last year. Oh yeah, of course. Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking um, I already had in my head the um, low barriers. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know what it's like. All the shit roughy horses will shoot to the front and then with a 1,000 metres to go, they'll start going on the treadmill, running backwards. Yeah. And then they'll... I'm good at that. How many times you see the good horses get stuck behind them, getting trucked backwards. Yeah. So we'll yeah. get Traley so, Rose, form third, third, second, first, 51 kilos, barrier 12, 15 bucks. Mm. Liking that. So the incentive incentivizes it's if it wins, it'll be the the highest carrying weight since Maccabi Diva. And then before that it was 1975, I think they said. Think big or something like that. No one's one's 57 you kilos. Two so. guys out in Toowoomba bought it and then sent it into Melbourne. It's won like Caulfield Cup, Maccabi Diva Stakes. It's won nine races straight, literally earlier in the year, lost the race. It was a Boston Maiden race by 16 lengths. <laughs> Just insane. 
Okay. So good. Good old good. horse racing. Yeah. So good this luck. This is a full on Queensland underdog story. That's it. Um, we had one a couple of years ago when I think it was the assistant principal, principal from Gimby High, was one of the owners of. Um, uh, uh, Vian de Clare. Yeah, Vian de Clare. So Queensland get two, two in three years. Who knows? We'll be watching it. Till then, or till then, till next week. Good luck with that. Keep an eye on all your player transfers and um, we'll chat to you guys next week. See you later. Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio. Be sure to check out Adam's craft beer choice of the week.